Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This episode of the podcast is about the Tartarian Empire, the millennial reign of Christ, or is one the other, or is the other one? I don't know. I uh, try to jump through a bunch of things um, uh, surrounding these mysteries. There's not a lot of stuff on the internet about it. Um, There's not a lot of videos. There's not a lot of... um, things but when I discovered it oh man it blew my mind and because it made so much sense so I'm really excited to do this I'll try to be thorough and quick and and try not to delay too much but I'm really pumped to do this I hope you enjoy Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Esoteric Gladiator. I am your host, Jeremy Lipsy, and today I'm going to be talking about the Tartarian Empire and Millennial Reign of Christ, or kind of like my opinion on it, because when I discovered it, um, I tried to dive as deeply as I could, and there's very limited information on it, but what I found just like blew my cranium open, and I'm hoping that I'm able to put it in a way where you can, you know, gain something or, you know, add something or take something away from it. Uh, I know my last podcast, I was really pissed off and I should be, and a lot of people should be upset, but we shouldn't dwell on that anger and lose sight of the goal. This is what's happening in the physical is totally out of our hands. It belongs to the spiritual and there is a plan and, um, you know, it's in God's hands. And I know that sounds contrived or watered down, or but it's fucking true. This, this stuff is out of our control. We can try and help facilitate and keep the truth going. But at the end of the day, it's out of our hands. Now, with that being said, the Tartarian Empire, Millennial Reign of Christ, I'm not approaching this from the position of a Christian because I am not what you would call a classic Christian. I wake up. I do um, Buddhist meditations and visual meditations. Um, my grandmother was born on an Indian reservation. I did years of native ceremonies and will from time to time still do them if given the opportunity. I took a lot away from both the Buddhist meditations and native uh, uh, ri- uh, rituals and ceremonies. Uh, I also do yoga breathing techniques, Wim Hof breathing, um, and... Um, you know, I, I derive a lot of knowledge from the Bible. Um, that being said, I'm going to get into some of the things, but I, I wouldn't say I'm a Christian, right? I just, I love Jesus. Jesus is awesome. And um, I believe Jesus has shown up as an archetype, a character, or um, many characters throughout history. And I'm going to go into a lot of that now. And I'm not saying Christ wasn't real. I'm not saying that um, he was real. I'm not saying that he wasn't, you know, um, humanity is a collective or that he wasn't a group of people that were taught a certain way or that he wasn't the son of God. Um, You know, because there's a million different ways we could take this. And so I'm going to try and go through it. And I'm going to read a little bit and I'm going to interject with my own, you know, my crazy rambling like I do. And um, <clears throat> hopefully you guys will enjoy this. Um, the reason why I I really was 
profoundly moved by this subject or topic was because, you know, for the last few years, a lot of talk has been about the Tartarian Empire. And it's just so shrouded in mystery. And I just don't feel like I can get a straight answer, you know, and it's tied in with these giants and mud floods and the orphan trains and, you know, past resets. So what I gathered from the millennial reign was it, it, what I knew about Tartaria, it kind of put it in perspective or made sense. And it, and it really seemed like to be the key to the answer to a lot of the questions I had about Tartaria. And, and um, if any of you guys know about Tartaria, we'll get ready for a journey. And I'm only going to go a little bit into Tartaria. I'll give you references right now of, you know, people you can, you can kind of look into that, that talk about, you know, the mud floods and the Tartarian Empire. You can go to like um, videos like New World Reset, Hidden History of the Lost Architecture of the United States and Canada. Um, John Levi, that's J-O-N-L-E-V-I, has a YouTube page on old world architecture. And um, it's really freaking interesting. And uh, sorry, there's a little bit of noise in the background. It's my parents. Um, I'm in Arizona at the moment, uh, staying with them for a few days before I push off further south into Texas. Um, there's um, books on sacred ar- architecture. It's called Sacred Architecture by A.T. Mann. Um, the Ancient Science of Geomancy by Nigel Pennock. Graham Hancock has a bunch of interesting books on stuff like this. And you'll you'll find various um, YouTube pages... Uh, let me see if I can um, uh, provide you with some more stuff to look into. There's also a YouTube channel called Divergent. Or there's another one called 2031 Truth Channel. There's one that has... You, you won't go into the millennial reign, really, but uh, Robert Sepper, which is... Robert S-E-P-E-H-R has a channel called Atlantean Gardens. Uh, he goes into a lot of stuff that just kind of helped me tie in a lot of this stuff. Uh, there's the Golden Age Past channel and the Goodness Over Darkness channel, which I just discovered. And apparently this guy's been going deep on it. And um, I may be doing a podcast with him in the future uh, thanks to my friend, uh, the New York Patriot, which I did a podcast on the Millennial Reign with him. So he's going to try and line me up with this guy in the Goodness Over Darkness channel. But you can look at, you know, these type of uh, channels on YouTube or podcasts. A lot of these guys have podcasts. And, um, you know, it'll help you piece some of the stuff together and make sense. I'm going to try and do it really thoroughly for you guys. So... You know, like I said, the Tartarian Empire has been shrouded in mystery. There's a lot of weird shit with it. Um, I try to make sense of, and this was the only thing that made sense of it. So, um, first of all, most of this shit that we know about history is a lie, which means our timelines are off, and they continue to misalign thanks to things like leap year and daylight savings and, 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 you know... All this other bullshit that they do to throw us off with our, our, our calendar, our circadian rhythms and all that stuff. 
And it's kind of like how New Year's, we, we celebrate in the dead of winter, which in nature, it's at the beginning of spring, you know, all the, all the, the flat, the, the ice melts, the, the flowers start to bloom, all the animals have their newborns at, um, in the beginning of spring. So why wouldn't New Year's start in spring? It's funny because I believe Chinese New Year's is at the, is it in the late January or late February? I I can't remember, Um, but it's not New Year's Day like we celebrate. And it makes a lot more sense that it's later because why would we celebrate it in the dead of winter? There's nothing new year about that. Um, And a lot of us know that most of our um, holidays come from Roman pagan holidays or dark arts, uh, you know, black magic holidays and and practices and things like that. And, And, you know, sure, we have childhood where we celebrated Halloween and all this stuff. And we made it a fun, nostalgic thing. But originally where it came from was for practicing the dark arts of the occult. Um, So let's get into this podcast. Like I said, I'm going to read and sometimes I'm going to do interjections. The religious establishments of the world, the Abrahamic religions, are all based off the same stories with alterations and can't seem to get along. I believe that Yeshua Christ or the interpretations of this being as a real man. Um, And like I said before, I'm not going to say he wasn't, but um, it could have been a collective of men and women that were under the influence of uh, the creator of all things, or it could have represented humanity as a whole. Um, But let's just say Yeshua Christ wasn't a real man. Well, now, based off energy, intention, thoughts, prayers, manifestations, and the principles of the arcane and the benevolent side of the occult, Christ is real. We have prayed him and believed him into existence, whether he was real or not. And I'm not saying he wasn't real. That's not what I'm saying. And it's just like whether Satan was real or not. Well, we have spoken, prayed, visualized, and you know, people have brought him into existence as well. And we know that intentions make things real. The religious institutions will have you believe that their religions are the right ones and that they are the chosen ones and that if you don't believe in their way, you're all going to suffer eternal damnation or burn in hell or you're a Gentile or you're a dissident or, you know, you're a a slave to Islam or or whatever in all of these different religions. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anyone's religion or belief. I'm just trying to be uh, transparent and true. But for those who understand the higher states of consciousness and spirituality, we know that if Christ returns, he will not be dividing us based on religion. He will be unifying people based on their heart, their mind, and their soul, and the principles and the teachings he gave. And, you know, and for me, this is just according to natural law, which I believe is God's law. The ones who tried to walk in his path, not the ones who said, oh Lord, I believe, but the ones that chose to do his work will be following in his footsteps 
to the Most High. To my understanding, all religions are a literal interpretation of natural law, which, like I said before, is God's law manifest in word of those various texts. As the Bible itself states in Genesis 1.26, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Well, who is us? Is that the Hebrew uh, Elohim, which is plural for gods? Is that the Anunnaki or of the Sumerians, Babylonians, or Assyrians? Is that the Titans of the Greeks? Is it the giants of Norse history known as the Jotnar? Is that the Nephilims spoken of in Genesis 6? Is it, could it be the Hindu deities or the Roman gods, which are, you know all got their names from the planets? Or is it possibly in reference to like the Mesoamerican deities aligned with Quetzalcoatl? Or as white people say, Quetzalcoatl. It's, in Nahuatl, it's pronounced Quetzalcoatl, to my knowledge. I don't know, but it's particular that all over the world, the legends of all these religions seem to have a similar story and history based around giants or titans or whatever. And I would be pressed to believe that the same could be said in the higher teachings of those religions as it says in the Bible in Luke seventeen twenty. Jesus said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there. Like, see the kingdom here or see the kingdom there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. But even though I reference the Bible, I know that it's been translated through multiple languages and rewritten by multiple people, monarchs, and the papacy and Catholic Church, which is the papacy, the Vatican. They have left things out and they have put things in as well um, as these entries uh, placed with those lost in translation and it just doesn't cut it for me when i hear christians say well it doesn't matter the message is still true yes some of the message is true sure you know it's like if i rewrite a manual on how to operate a sawzall so you can do a something on the side of your house and i rewrite stuff and i take things out you might cut your fucking finger off dude so let's use natural law which is god's law to logically interpret shit, not this bullshit watered down crap, the church that Christ wasn't into. Christ wasn't into the church, okay? It's all this crap, this watered down crap that they try to teach us. No, it was rewritten, it was retranslated, it was translated from multiple languages, and they removed things like the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Nag Hammadi, and the Book of Enoch, and, and, and still were left, these things were they left out, you know, because they might reveal deeper and more spiritual and mystical meanings to these teachings in this book? Because as it stands now, the church will feed us again, like this watered down version. Now, if you got to ask for forgiveness and believe in your salvation is sealed, but natural law doesn't work that way. You know, if it comes with ease, it's not in alignment with natural law. Like things that come to you super easy, like think about like, you know, maybe your hidden talents or, or your out talents or your job, like, and how hard it was. Like you spent years to decades to learn this stuff, to get good at it. It's like, it just doesn't come that easy. In, in my view, it doesn't come that easy. 
And if you want to be a preacher, you have to get a degree at college. And colleges hand out degrees for tens of thousands of dollars that won't even get you a job, but they'll ensure that you're in lifelong debt. They are, by and large, failed institutions that control the information and curriculum you are allowed to learn. Can some people get jobs and make money? Sure. Do some people get into violent wars and grow up in gang neighborhoods and make it out? Also, yes. The trick with this failed system is to tell a bunch of lies and to sprinkle truth in between those lies so it appears like it's true or that when there is an error, you know, it's just an, you know, an honest, simple error that man made when in fact it is set up purposely this way. It's not, oh, we just miscalculated that. It's it's kind of like how during the COVID pandemic, you know, these scientists, oh, we just know everything and it's this and that. But when they mess up, oh, well, you know, we didn't know a lot about this virus, you know, this and that. It's like bullshit. Coronavirus has been on Lysol bottles for, you know, five to ten years. You knew everything about this virus. In fact, the vi- the virologists, these major virologists that shut down the world should have had a database that spanned back 500 years, the most state-of-the-art database. So either you're a full of shit liar that wanted to lock down the world because you have a new world order plan, or um, you're an absolute and total incompetent idiot, which I don't believe. I believe that these guys knew exactly what they were doing. They knew all about COVID. Well, it was a new pandemic and we just didn't understand. It's like, no, bullshit. You guys did it on purpose. It was designed that way. So anyways, let's get into uh, some things. Now, I tried to go in order as best as I could with this. Uh, unfortunately, you guys know I'm ADD as fuck, but I'm hoping that by the time I'm done with this, you guys get a, a pretty clear understanding of what's going on. Okay, so there's geometrically perfect architecture all over the world in old European style, specifically in the late 1700s, to the mid to late 1800s. There's photographs of it all over this country, all over the world. And suddenly, uh, between 1890 and 1920, there's great fires all over the United States that burnt down this geometrically perfect architecture, or at least this old world architecture that for some reason we don't build today. Now, let me just state for the record, when you see this architecture, and I've walked through a lot of it while I was in Spain, it's built with concrete, marble, granite, uh, and just stone, which doesn't catch on fire. But we're supposed to believe that in the, ner- the early 1900s and the great fires that just all spontaneously happened all over America, that this stuff this imburnable stuff just burnt to the ground. Well, when you look at a lot of the pictures of the remains from these great fires, it literally looks like bombs went off, which for me, with what I know about wars around the world, you know, from World War II to Vietnam to the Middle East to, you know, anything that's happening now, It's just amazing that the military like purposely goes in and starts launching missiles and bombs on these ancient sites, these these ancient sites that were built out of stone and and, and, and masterful architecture. And now why would they do that? 
if war is to go in and, you know, conquer your enemy and kill these people, why are you blowing up these ancient monolithic sites and attacking museums? Because they go, and, and this is proven, you can look it up, museums being attacked in, in world wars or wars in general, monolithic structures being destroyed in wars and world wars. It happens. It's really weird. It's kind of like how the Catholic Church did that all over the world when they did their reign of fucking terror. So uh, a lot of this architecture, and like I gave you guys some sites to look at, John Levi does incredible photographic breakdowns of a lot of this stuff. And, And it looks like old European architecture. They want us to believe that you know the country was just developing in the early to mid 1800s but you know we somehow had access to all these materials and resources and manpower and all this stuff to build this old world architecture that like i said is built out of quartz granite marble stone concrete and all this other shit that is really fucking heavy really time consuming and would have taken uh, to my knowledge, massive cranes or massive manpower to do, which I just don't believe we had during that time and, and, and access to all those resources. Like, so give me a break. You're telling me horses and buggies lifted all this stone uh, multiple stories high and created this? Bull fucking shit, dude. And, and I did, you know, modern carpentry in this country and nothing was done quickly. And it's basic architecture here. You know, drywall, it, you know, it might weigh 30, 40 pounds, but it's movable. You know, you know, sheets of lumber are movable. It's, it's easier to move. We can do that with manpower. These things would have required cranes and all types of shit, but we're supposed to believe that it's with horses and buggies. Bull fucking shit, dude. You know, maybe... Maybe your kids who went to college that, you know, were indoctrinated for years and years and taught to think in a linear manner will believe that shit. I don't believe it. I'm sorry. So a lot of this architecture today and back then, if you know about geomancy and and sacred architecture and things like that, or maybe you've watched some videos on some stuff like that, this architecture was built on the meridians of the earth earth and in most cases reflecting the position of the heavens or stars or luminaries above so when you look at like the egyptian pyramids i believe they're built in the position perfect position of orion's belt below them and i believe that goes with a lot of these um ancient structures from all around the world there's stuff in south america that follows that same protocol and to my knowledge there's um pyramids in asia that follow that protocol as well let me just state that i a few months back was able to go to a place called chaco canyon which uh was was built in perfect alignment with um lunar positioning and and like you know new moons and full moons and solstices and equinoxes and this is supposed to be one of the oldest ancient architectural structures in america which again looked like it was raped in pillages by the smithsonian or some other wealthy scumbag uh elite freaking museum because a lot of the stones were gone and there's missing chunks of these buildings, but there was no stone scattered all over the desert. Oh, they might have cleaned it up. Bullshit. They destroyed shit so that we can't have answers to a lot of this stuff. 
But what the answers that we could have, uh, which a lot of people, you know, they'll just kind of discard or whatever, was that this structure spanned, you know, stretches of the desert, you know, over eight miles and somehow was in perfect alignment with moon phases during solstices and equinoxes. There was also a solar calendar you know, through a hole in the rock that would, would help you decipher specific times of the year, which is fucking fascinating. And how do you do this stuff? It's like there's pyramids down in in Mesoamerica that at specific times of day or in specific times of year, there's a reflection of a serpent. It looks like a serpent sliding down the stairs just based off the position of the sun at a specific time of day. Um, how these people figure that shit out if they were just dumb cavemen, which is what, you know, uh, you know, modern curriculum will teach us bullshit. They're not dumb cavemen. They were very advanced. Um, so the architecture is on the meridians of the earth, which are basically acupressure or acupunctures of the earth. At this one point in my life, I had a knee injury, which lasted for nine months until, cause I didn't have medical insurance. And I was, I was fucked up. And one of my friends said, man, I can't stand to see you like this. We're going to go get acupuncture, which at the time I didn't know anything about. And this was like 18 years ago, 20 years ago. He takes me to get acupuncture and they stuck these needles in just these, these really sensitive parts of my body, the meridians, nerve endings, you know, the acupressure, acupuncture points of my body. And they hit the, heat, heated these needles up. And within a month, I my knee was you know, 80% better. It was crazy. I was riding a bike again. I was skateboarding, all that shit. Um, so I believe why they construct, well, I don't believe, I know they construct these sites on the earth because, um, there's specific electromagnetic frequencies that come from the earth at these points. Now, like I said, a lot of them are, uh, specifically lined up with the stars or luminaries above in the heavens. Again, as above, so below. So with that being said, let me go into a little bit about the foundations of ancient architecture, geomancy, and the masculine feminine polarities of this type of architecture. So when we look at like ancient castles, there's there's towers and steeples, which represent masculine energy um, or the phallus um, and um, the domes represent the breasts or uh, the uh, pregnant, the womb. Uh, the bridges represent the appendages like the arms, the legs, the fingers, the whatever. Um, windows represented the eyes. Uh, doorways represented um, the mouth or birthing channel. Um, square structures were, were, were more masculine. Circular Round structures were more feminine, and they built based off of uh, patterns in nature, like the nautilus shell, the sunflower, or specific other patterns that nature does based off sacred geometric numerological sequences and orders, pi, golden mean, the Fibonacci sequence. And when I was in Spain and, and I walked through a lot of the ancient, ancient architecture, let me just tell you, when I walked into these places, the hair literally stood up on my body, in my neck, in my arms, and it was literally like I was about to begin a mushroom trip. It was fucking unreal. 
Now people were like, well, what about Sagrada Familia? You know, that's a modern structure built in an ancient fashion. No, the fuck it's not. I walked through Sagrada Familia, and as fascinating as it was in a modern architectural form, uh, Gaudi did not know how to build like the ancients. Uh, is is amazing and mesmerizing as Sagrada Familia was, it was not like walking through these unknown chapels or or churches throughout, you know, the countryside of Spain. It was in fucking credible. So, um, and again, follow John Levi's channel and look at some of the architectures in that was in and around all over America. Un, Un-fucking-believable. And some of those structures still survive today. Washington, D.C., is one of them. The structures in courthouses and state buildings and and things like that all over the country, they're still around today, but they've destroyed a massive amount of them. And all of the structures that remain now have been usurped or taken over by Masons or these secret societies. Oh, well, we built this stuff, this and that. Bullshit, you did not. If you built them, why aren't they still around today? Why aren't you building like that today? It's always, and and the people that that, that claim to have built these structures or claim to have the knowledge of these structures are the biggest fucking liars in the world. They are the ones that are all involved in these nasty fucking cults that are trafficking children, that are drinking their blood, that are, you know, doing all this sick, twisted shit in the name of their demonic spirits and deities. They, they, They are literally the... Um, what a lot of these ancient texts would refer to as, as demonically possessed or satanic. That is who these people are. And they constantly lie and they claim the glory of what I believe was built by men or either divine beings or men that were master artisans and in such alignment with natural law and spirituality that they couldn't have created a pyramid to do human sacrificing on. There's just no fucking way they were doing things like that. Uh, I believe a lot of ancient civilizations inherited a lot of these ancient structures. And if they did have the knowledge to build this stuff, then they were misusing it. But I don't believe that. I believe that godly, spiritual uh, beings and races of people created this stuff in perfect alignment with natural law which is god's law so there's and i don't know i'm just i'm just kind of gonna go through this random piece of information the hopi prophecies on the four races the native people um again i've done multiple native ceremonies in my life my grandmother was muskaki indian also known as Sac and Fox for the French-Indian Wars. Uh, she was born on the reservation in Tama, Iowa. And uh, so I did a lot of uh, study on Native and Mesoamerican Indian history and, and, and spiritual teachings. And the Hopi believed the four races were white, yellow, red, and black. Are you you know Anglo or Aryan, Asian, uh, Native American, and African, um, which 
you know, I don't know where people came from. And I'll get into that in a minute. Um, but the white race was – every race re- was represented by an element in the in the Hopi prophecies. Now, I've tied what these elements represent on, on the body of man You know, because w- when I learn certain things, I run with it. That's why I'm doing this podcast now um, because what I heard about the millennial reign of Christ made so much sense to me. Uh, so the Hopi prophecies are the four races – the white people are represented by the fire. The fire is the spirit. Now, we know that every element has positive and negative sides. The spirit has positive and negative sides. If we look at a lot of what's happened with the white race, specifically in, in, the, in our more recent times in history, we've all been about war. Using fire to cause destruction. Excuse me. Using fire to cause destruction. And then you had the Asian race, the yellow race, which was represented by the air, um, which is the mind. And when you look at like the advancements in, you know, technology throughout um, Asia, as well as a lot of like the Eastern philosophies, um, which are incredible. Um, but when it goes out of control, it's it's superficial it's it's narcissistic, it's sociopathic, and it treats human beings like another number. I mean, how many female babies did China kill over the last century or whatever? Um, and we got the CCP going now. They're welding people's doors shut during um, the pandemic. It's all mental and not emotional, unfortunately. Then you have... Uh, the red man, the indigenous of America, which are uh, represented by the earth element, and um, which is the body. When you look at um, photos of indigenous people from late 1700s to 1800s, they look very healthy, they're in great shape, um, and um, they're ready for war. And now, when you look at a lot of the um, native community, unfortunately, um, they're totally unhealthy and the body is, is deteriorating. And a lot of that's from alcohol abuse. A lot of that is, is by design. Uh, again, I, I know my history, so I don't blame white people specifically for that because to our knowledge, we know that um, a lot of the native uh, Americans were at war with each other and they were killing each other and keeping slaves and doing all this, you know, human sacrifices and horrible stuff before the white man even got here. And then when the white man got here, indigenous tribes helped the U.S. Cavalry uh, track down their enemies, enemy tribes. So they helped, you know, white people kill red people. So is that racism or is that just human nature when it comes to war? Um, and then you have the black race, which is represented by water, which is emotion, which um, and we know that, you know, water has its, its, you know, emotion can lead to nurturing and taking care of people and kindness and, and empathy. And um, when you, uh, 
look at the the negative side of emotion it can lead to warfare and and you know like gang wars and and it can lead to black people capturing their own people to sell them off as slaves to white people you know like i pay attention to history so i it's like all of all of these faculties could be out of alignment the really trippy part about um the the hopis um giving elemental titles to each races most of these races according to chinese face reading are represented by those elements as well black people water white people fire asian people air or metal um and um red man earth uh as so and then you have you know Christopher Columbus which is CC which in gematria C is the number 3 CC is 33 uh 33 is a specific number in the occult uh specifically with these masons it is a master teacher number in numerology i believe they take a lot of these spiritual teachings and they claim it and they try to to like make it look bad and it's theirs but i don't think numerology is bad and um i also don't believe and i know a lot of you guys don't believe that christopher columbus uh discovered america either um but if you type in like 33 new cases 33 constantly comes up in the news and all this stuff because all these people are members of these masonic uh uh orders or sacred societies and they use the number 33 as like to let people know that part of it's to rub it in the faces of people like me who really pay attention to this shit and also it's them um they're they're doing like um what's like uh they're communicating with each other they're letting each other know that they're part of it yeah oh yeah we're in on it too we're you know we're on the same team uh so let's get into like a little bit of like uh biblical stuff. To my knowledge, the original Bible was written in Hebrew. It was translated into Greek and then into Latin and then into English. What modern day Christianity will tell us was that Christ was a carpenter. Again, things are lost in translation. Things are rewritten by monarchs like King James or also by the papacy, the Catholic Church. And they are rewritten for a certain reason. It's not to help us out, to make us understand better. No, it's to control information because history is written by the victor. Not only is history written by the victor, but if they control specific information, they can keep people like us being dumb peasants and slaves because the rich always wanted a slave race to rule over. It's that way in China right now. It's that way in Venezuela. It was that way in Cuba. And that's what they want now, globally. So with that being said, Christ was referred to as a carpenter in English. But if you break down Hebrew and Greek, Christ was referred to as the architecton, which is the master builder, right? The master builder is 22, uh, and uh, the master teacher is 33. 
Uh, I also say the master teacher is a master student because my life path is 33 and you cannot be a master teacher without constantly learning. Um, Why is it important that Christ was a master builder? I'm going to get into that. Um, In the Bible, there was two floods that were spoken about globally, and that's been throughout all religions. It's also been throughout science. And one in the time of Noah, um, and the other in the time of Revelation. Before the Revelation, there would be another flood and massive catastrophes. And is that where the Tartarian mud floods come from? I don't know. If you follow um, things on the Tartarian Empire, you'll hear about the mud floods. Um, as some people have said the mud floods are really the Black Plague because the the mud was it was dark, dark mud. Oh, was it was that the Black Plague? Was 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 you know? We'll get into um, some of the ages here in a bit. Um, but uh, you know, like I said earlier, there's architecture out in the middle of the ocean. Why is that? Because there was floods. Um, In the Peruvian Inca Empire, um, at one point after the floods, the Incan people were living like savages and uh, they'd forgotten about agriculture and how to live and architecture and all that. And they say, according to the Incans, Contiki Viracocha showed up, him and his helpers, walked across water to Machu Picchu and built Machu Picchu. And uh, Contiki Viracocha showed up with a golden crown. Gold is the element for the sun. Uh, Tiki was uh, representing the sun or the son of God. Tiki had a long beard, long hair, carried a tablet in his hand. He wore long white robes and he spoke about love, healing, and truth. And he tried to share that information with the Incan people, which is why when the Spaniards invaded years later with long beards, they thought it was the return of Tiki Viracocha. The story of Tiki Viracocha is by many different names throughout Mesoamerica in a lot of these empires, which is why the Aztecs and the Mayans too also believe the Spaniards were returning as their deity, whether it was Quetzalcoatl or um, whatever the, the name of these random and various indigenous tribes were that also had a story based on a man like Tiki Viracocha in, in their area and tribe. Uh, Tiki Viracocha was the son of God, Mythos, in, in that uh, thing, and I'm going to break it down right now. Uh, Viracocha taught them about agriculture. He taught them about architecture. He was a master builder. And they had enemy tribes that would attack while Tiki was, uh, Viracocha was there. And um, he, uh, <clears throat> he melted the mountains. Which is really trippy because in the Bible, it in it says the mountains will melt like wax in uh, Psalms ninety seven five and in Micah one four, the mountains will melt like wax. Uh, there's in some of the uh, links that I gave you at the beginning of this podcast, 
there's people that provide you photographic evidence from all over the world of mountains and buildings that still remain today that look like they were melted like wax. Multiple, multiple pictures of this stuff. Um, when Tiki Viracocha left, uh, he walked across water with his men towards uh, the Hawaiian Islands. Well, his name is Contiki Viracocha. When I was in Hawaii, when I lived in Hawaii, I asked a cup, uh, one of the islanders, it was like, who is Tiki? And they're like, oh, he's like the Hawaiian Jesus. Pretty strange, huh? Um, let's see here. In Revelation 8.12, it says a third of the moon went dark. And if we look up at the sky right now, at the moon, when it is full, does it not look like a third of it is dark? This is, this is during the revelation. This will all make sense later in this podcast. And what about the white-skinned, blue-eyed Ashkenazi Jews being used to garner the state of Israel? Since when did pale-skinned, blue-eyed people come from the desert? I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. I'm just saying, normally, people that come from a desert have dark skin, dark eyes, dark hair, thick hair, not white skin, red hair, and blue eyes. That's, that's not usually how it works. And how are we to believe that the desert is the land of milk and honey when nothing grows there? Unless we manipulate it, right? Somehow. Why not... Africa or America, perhaps, with all its fertility being that land. Um, I, I think it's really weird. We've heard rumors that the Ark of the Covenant was in Ethiopia. And if you guys haven't heard that, you should look it up. The Ark of the Covenant in Ethiopia. We know that the Aryans have tortured the black tribes and people of Africa. And perhaps it's because they are the true tribe of Israel, which could be very possible because I think a lot of these islands like the Caribbean and Jamaica I don't think that these were just routes where they kept slaves I think these were naturally black islands and when you look at like the Rastafarian religion they're constantly talking about the Lion of Judah which is Christ right the Christ was the Lion of Judah and again Leo's planet is the Sun the Son of God right so if Christ is a lion of Judah, where are the lions local? They're local in Africa, right? Am I tripping? No. So I said earlier that there was ancient architecture all over America. I may have already touched on this, but between the late 1800s, early 1900s, um, there was fires. Look up great fires in America and then look at the remnants of this ancient unburnable architecture. It looks like it was bombed. Uh, there was also world fairs all over which were supposedly crafted from wood and plaster. Bullshit. I don't fucking believe it. They want you to believe that they came in, they spent a year and a half 
crafting all this old world architecture on minimal resources and minimal re- re- uh, manpower with all these horses and buggies and all this stuff. And they did it so they could have a fair for a few months. Then they just destroyed it all. But guys, there's a few world fair buildings left today. But they were supposed to be temporary structures, right? Bullshit. They were here before Whitey got here. They were already here. And the buildings that have remained after the fires, how come all of them have been put in the hands of the satanic elites? I believe I talked about this already. The Freemasons, you know, they, oh, we built the White House. We built Washington, D.C. We built these courthouses and all this shit. Bullshit. This shit was already here. You guys stole it and you're trying to claim the glory of it. We can look at a lot of ancient technologies like hydroelectricity. Uh, the I was just on the Colorado River in the Grand Canyon fishing with my dad for a few days. We camped out there and he took me to the dam and the dam provides electricity for people in Phoenix and it's hydroelectric. I believe Niagara Falls, if there's a massive EMF and the power grid shuts down, hydro... Um, Niag- the, the area that surrounds Niagara Falls will still have power because it's hydroelectric. At least that's to my knowledge. I could be wrong. I, I, I'm not above being wrong. You guys know that. Uh, if I'm wrong, I, 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 everything's about the truth for me. So if it makes sense, I may lean into it. If you can prove me wrong, okay, awesome, great, thank you. Um, uh, so... We can look at like alternating current, like the Tesla technology. Um, we can look at using magnets for perpetual motion. Um, the loco- Some people say the locomotive, the train, was already here before uh, Whitey got here. Um, we know that there was Zeppelin technology. There was electrical cars in 1910. There were these like weird scooters in the late 1800s with engines on them. Uh, We know that there was a scientist in the 60s or 70s that created a car that ran off water that was murdered for his invention by the automotive industry. And I believe what happened was is the automotive industry saw a chance for power and finances and they destroyed a lot of this technology so that we could have these gas running vehicles. Well, lo and behold, look look at what's going on now. Gas is skyrocketing in price, and if we can't guess what get gas, guess what? None of us have water running cars now. We're fucked. Where are we going to get our gas? How are we going to run our cars? This is all by design, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, anyways, um, there there's glyphs all over the world. Um, that have like spacecraft and, you know, there's books like with references to chariots of the gods and perhaps even the fall of Atlantis was the millennial reign and, and that was even closer to our timeline than, you know, a thousand years ago. I, I don't I don't know. Um, there's also this talk of orphan trains when it comes to Tartaria um, and was that an early form of child trafficking or was that... Um, you know, children that were, according to the rumors, you know, immigrants in Europe just gave their children up freely to random strangers to bring them to America for a better life. 
And but really what probably happened was when you look at a lot of these cities, they look, you know, the in the photos from the 18, you know, late 1700s and 1800s, the cities look fucking empty. So what better way to indoctrinate people than to indoctrinate children? They're, you know, they're easily led. It's easy to manipulate them to listen to whatever grownups say. So you have these massive migrations of or, or, uh, orphans all over the country and they're filling up these cities. Right. And then they have these, you know, these insane asylums where people are being put or people getting put in insane asylums and they're stealing their children. And, and all these insane asylums are built with this old world architecture. They all look like fucking castles in Europe. It's, it just doesn't fucking make sense. Why don't we build like that now? Because we can't. OK, we can't. Tell me who's building like that right now. OK, so. Here's where shit gets interesting, at least like as far as like the millennial reign goes. This is where it gets really interesting for me. Satan is chained for 1,000 years. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a little bit of the Bible and, and then I'm going to tell you, I don't, probably won't even have to tell you the uh, theories because it, it's pretty fucking obvious what this might mean. I can't remember. I think this was in Revelation. Um, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven. He had in his hand a key to the hole without a bottom. He also had a strong chain. He took a hold of the dragon, the old snake, who is the devil or Satan, and chained him for a thousand years. The angel threw the devil into the hole without a bottom. He shut it and locked him in it. He could not fool the nations any more until the thousand years were completed. After this, he must be free for a while. Then I saw thrones. Those who were sitting there were given power to judge. I saw the souls of who had been killed because they they told about Jesus and preached the word of God. They had not worshipped the wild animal or his false god. They had not received his mark on their forehead or hands. They lived again and were were leaders along with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life again until the thousand years were finished. Guys, let's think reincarnation here. This is the first time many people are raised from the dead at the same time. Those who are raised from the dead during this time are happy and holy The second death has no power over them. They will be religious leaders of God and of Christ. They will be leaders of him for a thousand years. Satan is destroyed forever. When a thousand years are finished, Satan will be free to leave his prison. He will go out and fool the nations who are all over the world. They are Gog and Magog. He will gather them together for war. There will be... As many as the sand along the seashore, they will spread all over the earth and all around the place where God's people are and around the city that is loved. Fire will come down from God out of heaven and destroy them. Then the devil who fooled them will be thrown into the lake of fire, burning with sulfur. The wild animal and false preacher already there. They will all be punished day and night forever. So, we kind of go into a little bit of reincarnation here. We talk about the dragon, the serpent, 
if you look at a lot of like ancient civilizations, they're ruled by either the eagle, which is actually the phoenix, um, which would be Rome, which would be Russia, most of the European nation, as well as uh, the Nazis, and as well as America. We all are ruled by the eagle. Why? Because we are all allies with the people that are ruled with the eagle. The symbology is there. And then you have many nations that are ruled by the serpent or the dragon. You have Asia, which is the dragon. You had Mesoamerica, which was a serpent. And I'm not saying one is more evil than the other or better than the other. Uh, what I'm saying is, again, if, if you listen to what I said earlier about the Bible being rewritten or revised or translated, who's to say that this... A lot of this stuff wasn't retranslated. I'm just presenting things to you saying, oh, this is really interesting. So, um, and even like in Ireland, you know, St. Patrick's Day is about slaughtering uh, the Celts and the Druids, I believe. They removed the serpents from Ireland, which is really weird. Um, so, um, what's really strange is that there's a depiction of the devil in Eastern Europe folklore that supposedly originated between the 14 and 1600s, which would line up with the end of the dark, dark ages. Uh, the folklore is about Krampus or Satan is in its, in Krampus is seen working along St. Nicholas, whom originally looked like a Catholic Pope, St. Nicholas being Santa. Uh, it looked like a pope from the Vatican, and as I refer to the original, as I refer to the Vatican, is the original Church of Satan for a lot of reasons. I'm not going to necessarily get into that now. Let's just say most of the statues all over the statues all over the Vatican don't represent uh, saints and popes; they represent Roman deities, um, ancient Roman paganism. Krampus is seen in most of the paintings or artwork as he is in as being unchained. Krampus is literally the devil or Satan. Um, he's stealing children by himself alongside St. Nicholas or Santa, which if you move the A or move the N from the middle of Santa and put it at the end, it's Satan. Pretty weird. Um, and say you know Santa or Satan is dressed in all red, and he rewards all the children for listening to authority and following the rules, and they'll be rewarded with material possessions and be happy little kids. Um, but at the end of the day, Santa Claus is the original conspiracy, isn't he? Wasn't that the original lie our parents in the entire world told us? Oh, for you good, Santa will come. Uh, but the weird thing about Krampus is, like it says in Revelation, the devil, Satan, will be chained into the bottomless pit, but will return. He will be unchained and set free on the world. It's just really weird that around this time, Krampus, around the time which I'm going to get into right now, which is the Dark Ages and the Ages of Enlightenment, uh, Krampus shows up unchained and all this artwork all over Europe. And we know where all this Satanism came from. It came from Europe. All this dark arts occult shit came from Europe. And I'm not saying it came from all these white people because for all I know, these scumbags were greys. They were reptilian. I don't fucking know. And I'm not saying reptilians are real or fake. I'm just throwing shit out there. Again. So, um, 
And let's take a look at what's going on right now in the world, right? Because they said that Christ will return to rule for a thousand years with him and his men, and he will ordain specific people to rule with him. If Christ returned, or Yeshua, Yahweh, whatever, returned as a master builder and crafted kingdoms and architecture all over the planet with incredible technologies um, and, and showed people, look, we can be living in, in masterful architecture that's in accordance with natural law, it was sacred geometry, you can walk into a dome and whisper and it sounds like you're in an amphitheater, you, you can be in alignment perfect alignment with you know the sun rising or setting in your bed like kind of like feng shui how you know you fall asleep with your what is it uh the the sun is supposed to rise behind your head and set at your feet um so and and this really works so you either keep your head pointed to the south or the east when you sleep and you'll have a better night's sleep try it i I, you know i i generally look at the compass on my phone constantly to make sure that my head is aligned with the south or the east and i prefer to sleep with my head pointed to the south just saying um but you know if we look at what's going on right now it's like you know, this fake-ass pandemic. You know, it could have all been prevented. There was plenty of, of uh, naturopathic substances. There was, there was even, like, medical medicines that could have prevented it. But they said, nope, nope, the only way to prevent this, this pandemic is to go home and maybe die or take this vaccine that might kill you, and that's the only way to prevent it. Bullshit. If, if your science is so amazing, why are we still running off this ancient early 1900s Rockefeller vaccine bullshit? I'll tell you why. Because they figured out a long time ago, if you inject certain things into our bodies, we can get sick right then and there or in the distant future. And I've gone through this and other things. I'm not going to go into it right now. But we, we were in a fake fucking pandemic. People were dying of the flu three, five years ago. We weren't wearing masks or fucking forcing people to get flu vaccines. You know? Uh, and... You know, right now we're dealing with a food shortage. Well, it's a false food shortage. We have land all over this country that could either be filled with warehouses that could do aquaponics and grow vegetables and fruit, or we could be fertilizing the land, this sunny land, and growing vegetables there and, 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 and having these massive fucking gardens you know, 60 to 70% of the earth is fucking empty. We're not overpopulated. We're overpopulated in smaller, specific areas. So, and you guys are going to see, and I've, t- and I've talked about the food shortage. It's coming. It's all manufactured. And if you don't believe that, look at the Ice Age Farmers channel on YouTube. Fascinating. Um, and, and also, these wars all over, they're bullshit. All these presidents and politicians around the world are working together for globalism, and they've been doing it for centuries. They're homies. They've been marrying their family members together. You know, the, the Queen of England marries the, 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 the King of France and so on and so forth, and they make these alignments, and this is not new. This is ancient. It's been going on for years. So they create these false wars. They're able to kill a bunch of people. They're able to steal a bunch of land, steal a bunch of people's gold and silver. And, you know, it's, it's, 
It's just, it's, it's a false fucking apocalypse, dude. False. Our, our kids don't need to be sick and, 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 and even the, the gay and the trans movement, dude. And I'm not saying this against the gays and the trans because I feel sympathy for everybody regardless of their race or sexual identity. I feel bad that the politicians have chosen to use these people to push their agendas and that, that um, our sick-ass Monsanto and corporations and governments have chosen to put like glyphosate and all these other horrific shit in our food and hormone-altering things in our water and stuff like that to create a gay, um, lesbian, and trans, uh, massive trans um, uptick in our children. This isn't natural. This isn't organic homosexuality, which I believe exists. I believe there is a specific amount of nature where people are gay, uh, trans or homosexual. What's happening now is they are, they are, they are purposely making this, this massive LGTB movement based off of Monsanto, off vaccines. If you inject female infant fetal cells into a little boy, well, it's going to fuck with his hormones. And if you do the same little boy fetal cells into a little girl, it's going to fuck with her hormones. So this is an an inorganic, massive uh, gay takeover done by the politicians, not by the gay community. And again, I love the gays. I love the trans. I love them all. And I love everyone. I'm a fucking artist. I love colorful shit. I just don't like them forcing shit on people, specifically children. Um, So what I believe is we are in the period when Satan returns to deceive the world. And is Tartaria another false flag for the millennial reign of Christ? Uh, I I don't know. I just think it's really, really fucking weird. Um, And if history is a lie, then were the Dark Ages, which lasted 900 to 1,000 years between the 4th or 5th century to the 14th or 15th century, were the Dark Ages truly the era of enlightenment as opposed to the last 400 years, the scientific era, which is hailed as the Age of Enlightenment, which supposedly began between the 15th and 16th century? Um... It's odd that so much of this just happens around the same dates. A blind man could see that this age of enlightenment that we live in is sick, polluted, nonsensical, spiritless, and failing miserably. But as with everything the satanic mafia does, it's another form of inversion, spinning natural law upside down on its head. So (coughs) if the return of what people refer to from around the world as the Christ... We know that nobody was named Jesus in, in, in the Middle East back then. Jesus is clearly a Latin name. <clears throat> but this being, Yeshua, Christ, whatever, did they return and rule for a thousand years and create all this architecture that's been destroyed or stolen by the satanic mafia and, or, or claimed as it's Tartarian or whatever? I don't know. I really don't know. Did some of the Nephilim or fallen angels or titans or Greek gods also bring some of that um, information with them from heaven? Because according to biblical texts, you know, Satan and, you know, his, his angels were all angels in heaven that probably had some divine knowledge. But instead of using it for good, they may have used it for bad. I don't know. But what I'm telling you guys right now is 
a lot of what this Tartarian um, empire thing comes up with, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And this was the only thing that made a lot of sense to us because if Christ is the architecton, the master builder, when you look at some of this architecture from around the world, it literally looks heavenly or angelic. And I would beg you guys to start doing some research on it if you can find some information on the millennial reign of Christ or ancient architecture or Tartarian empire or whatever. You should look into a lot of this stuff. It's fucking incredible. It's deep. And it really shows you how much of our the narrative for history just doesn't make sense. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening to my my rant in a rave i hope you guys are all doing well i'm going to be taking off for going through new mexico into texas and um if anybody that's listening is in those areas and you guys want to reach out to me you can text me at 818-919-2806 And we could link up. I'm going to be tattooing in Texas um, on some clients out there. I'm going to be, you know, camping out in hopefully Santa Fe, New Mexico. But, hey, I might make a stop and visit somebody or do a podcast with somebody. I'm not opposed to that. Again, the number is 818-919-2806. Or if any of you listeners have a topic you guys want me to discuss on this podcast, shoot me a text and uh, I'll throw it down. Uh, Anyways, mind, body, spirit, love, healing, truth. Get your meditations in. Get your fasts in. Your dietary restrictions in. Get your workout in. Do your breathing exercises. Uh, you know, feed your mind with good information and, and be aware of your surroundings. I'm out.